This is Big V Racing. You're with Matt Nevitt and the birthday boy Sean Cosgrove on this Friday afternoon as we look ahead to a massive weekend of racing right around the state of Victoria in all three codes. And uh, one man who is across all of it is Mick McGuan, and he joins us. G'day, Mickey. G'day, Matty. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank you. Uh, gee, it's been a big couple of weeks, and uh, if we wind the clock back to Saturday night, what a great night it was in the Greyhounds for the Melbourne Cup and also the Group 1 Bold Trees. Both of those winning performances were extraordinary. It was just terrific to have such a wonderful night of Greyhound action, especially when it was on Racing.com as well. Absolutely. It was great coverage. It was great tuning in to watch two fantastic races. Uh, the performance of Yarchie Bale was just incredible. Got squeezed early, a bit of a scrimmage entering uh, the first turn and sailed underneath four other dogs to get the fourth position. And from that position, you knew that it'd be chasing extremely hard after uh, the two leaders, Fernando Mick and also Plaintiff. You knew it would get past Titan Blazer that was in front of it. With a paralysing finish that it's got, it was going to be the winner a long way out, and uh, it justified the good odds about nine dollars fifty. What about the match race, Mickey? How good was that? Well, she's yeah. fast and uh, Amron boy ripper. Yeah, absolute ripper. Uh, this is what greyhound racing about. When you see two terrific dogs, high speed, go head to head, and you'll see Amron boy go around tomorrow night at uh, the Meadows at the short odds around a dollar fifty-five, and in the Silver Chief. So I think uh, that greyhound has got an incredible. Uh, future. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago being a futures bet. If it got into the final, we we took the $26, but it wasn't to be. Just failed to get into the field because it would have run one hell of a race. And as we know, going into the race as a reserve, it was into about $3.60. So we're a little bit sick. It was a sick beat first up in the heat. Mm. Uh, would have been very hard to beat in the final. Yeah, I still think Brooke Ennis is wondering how it didn't quite get there in the heat, to be honest. But anyway... He'll get another opportunity in the Silver Chief and also in the Phoenix. He's been locked up uh, for a slot in that race in a couple of weeks' time. What is your best in the Silver Chief heats tomorrow, Mick? Oh, I think there's some uh, really exciting young dogs in Heat 2, Heat Race 5 on the program. Rejuvenate has got an imposing record, 11 wins from 11 starts. It's going to get a fantastic run from Box 1, Victor Damon, uh, drawn, Damon drawn in Box 2, crosses to the outside, so it's going to get plenty of room to move. It makes its Metropolitan debut, and it'll justify the short odds, even though the Greyhound out in race uh, in Box 8, Deadly Class, can run a really fast time on its side if uh, luck goes its way, as we witnessed around a 29-14 at Sandown uh, with a 10-44 run home. Um, you think it's the danger, but I think Rejuvenate can win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Hammer on boy gets the money, even though it's drawn out there and eight. Needs a little bit of luck early. It's a star of the future. And I reckon there's a great two-horse race in race nine, heat six of the Silver Chief between Land and Bale at $2.70. For Mark Delbridge, uh, it's an exciting pub. Had 16 starts, won 50% of its its uh, it, its uh, runs. And I think Salad Dodger is beautifully boxed out there in box eight. It'll be really hard to beat. But from a value perspective, I've had something on race four, number one, uh, race four, heat one, uh, Lobaz Bale, number two, it represents great value. The tab went up $14. It's back. It's into $5.50. It's drawn close to the rails. If you get a little bit of luck in transit, it hugs the fence and it'll be extremely hard to beat in that field. Even though Elite Alex out there in box eight probably well boxed, did you think die hard in box seven? It'll cross the rails pretty hard and cut the eight across. But I think Lobaz Bale at $14 when they went up represented great value. Now, Mick, um, what about the Packetham Cup? What do you like there? I'm pretty keen on future score. Um, to be honest, each way, uh, I think it represents great value. It'll get a good run. It's going well. It was good last start in the Ballarat Cup in a solidly, solidly run race and probably stayed to the inside where it could be by Rosanne. 
Uh, so I think around the $9.50, it's good value. The Old Hall Sound is probably also value at $14. Um, I think he's huge odds. You pack him each way with some confidence. I think the obvious, even though it's probably drifting in the marketplace, is Kissinger. It was pretty dominant last start. Ollie Sticks. Um, it'll be hard to beat the big track or suit in a pack of them. Seems like there's a lot of people keen on future score tomorrow, and Matt Kimani seemed pretty confident this morning as well. So it might continue to trim up over the next uh, 24 hours or so. It's been a big week in the trots as well, hasn't it, Mick, with the heats of the Inter-Dominion series, and they head to Geelong tomorrow night for the third round of heats before finals night next weekend. Before we get your thoughts on tomorrow's program, what's been your reflections on the first two nights? I think Bob Fabrizio is the uh, logical favourite for the Inter-Dominion trotting side of the uh, carnival. Um, It's a match race tomorrow night between it and Just Believe, who hasn't been defeated in the series. Uh, This is its biggest test. I'm interested to see what Greg Sugars does in this particular race tomorrow night. Does he try to make a statement? Bolt for brilliance in the running line, tries to hold the front and lead all the way and say, well, I'm here, I'm as good as what you are, or does he hand up to give the horse an easy run, knowing full well they've got to back up in seven days' time? And the other one, for me, the huge improver is uh, Honolulu Bay. Uh, the big query for it, tomorrow night's out to 2,500 and beyond. It's undefeated in the series also. It's just gone to another level uh, level for uh, Emma and Clayton. And it's got a uh, good race to contend with tomorrow night as well, considering its barrier draw. It's a little bit awkward. You've got better eclipse drawn inside it. Torrid Saint, we know, has got great gate speed as he hand up and become a horse who can get the sprint lane and there's another horse at $34 in the race. It's probably awkwardly drawn Zeus Bromac, but it's going well as well. But I think there's been a lot of uh, terrific stories in the Trotters uh, race also tomorrow night in race four on the program. It's a match race between Queen, Queen, a leader. And we've spoken about Matt probably three or four weeks ago. We've been a huge fan for this filly. Uh, she's up against Mafaso Metro for Johnny Justice. And I think it's a racing two. I think Queen Alita, she'll dominate that race. All could probably barrier draw to contend with this Chris Alford showing Chanty's arm and come out alongside Jody on a roughie that probably showed some speed in uh, in the Tuesday heats last week off or a Fortuna. Well, or Fortuna, hopeful Tuna. So I think it'll be really interesting to see what uh, Puppet does in relation to that. And the other one for me is uh, race seven. Uh, tomorrow night, a horse that's flying in the Inter-Dominion series, two of them. Back now, it's probably got the capacity to lead all the way, and that's the reason why it's been 250 into $1.70 in the marketplace. But expensive ego, it's been uh, flying. It's had a couple of hard runs. It'll be interesting to see how it backs up third, third run of the week because it's going terrifically at the moment. Yeah, and what about the gold bullion? Have you had a look at that race tomorrow at Pakenham too? Yeah, I had a look at it. Um, I think it uh, looks like Elvis first up. Um, I'm pretty keen on it with Craig Williams in the saddle. It's well drawn. It'll settle midfield. And I reckon on a big track, it'll suit it perfectly. It'll be extremely hard to beat in that particular race. The other horse, and I was really intrigued about the interview with Kiramara a week or so, or two weeks ago with Pel Oro. He thought it'd be a little bit on the soft side first up, but it dominated with blinkers. It's going to get up on speed tomorrow. And then obviously with natural improvement on the back of that good win at Cranbourne, even though it was a lesser-class race, um, it might be able to punch forward and obviously be fitter and derive great benefit from that last start run, and blinkers might be the trick with it. So it'll get up on speed, and it might be the one that looks like Elvis has to get out and chase. Another cracking days mm. racing tomorrow across all three codes. I know we're all very excited, Mickey, and you would be no different. Good luck on the punt. 
Yeah, good luck. And Sean, happy 40th birthday, mate. <laughs> hey, you've had Speedo George to me. Wound the Speedo back, Mick. Absolutely, mate. Good luck. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, well, well said, Mickey. 40. I thought it was 21 today. The anniversary would be 21st. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm getting around it. Yeah, very good.